Yep. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Songs and Fur podcast. We are back. It's been a couple weeks. And, uh, you know, I got some news. RJ is no longer with us. Maddie's in charge. What's up, Maddie? Hey, what's what's going on? You ready to be on the podcast today? Oh, I, oh, totally, totally. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, just kidding. RJ's still on staff. He's just busy today, so Maddie's taking his place. We're a new team, new season. It's gonna be fun, and uh, yeah, super pumped. Let's roll the music. Okay, we're back. That was fun, right, Maddie? Totally fun. Totally. <laughs> good, good. Uh, so we're sitting here with Drew, Drew Robbins. Hi, everyone. What's up, buddy? How you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well, doing well. Great. Thanks for being on the podcast. My pleasure. Are you ready for the... Okay, Drew, first question. Who are you? Who am I? Um, yes. My name is Drew. I've been a tender at Crossroads for, I don't know, the better part of coming up on seven years now, I think. Um, nice. So, yeah, I started going here back when I was in college um, and just quickly made it my my home. This is where I all my friends go, my community, um, and it really is, yeah, it's, it's the church body that I love. So Sweet. And we know each other. We do. Not from Crossroads. Correct. <laughs> from another place yep. called Ada Bible Church. Yep. Fun the fact, Drew was one of our worship leaders there for a mm-hmm. little bit. So we got to hang out for a while and then... Sure you know, was. Came back. Well, you... What'd you... Tell your side of the story. Yeah. So after I had graduated from Grand Valley, I worked for two and a half years at a company downtown, Um and then I decided that I wanted to enlist in the Army Reserves. So I actually moved away from Grand Rapids for about seven months to complete my initial entry training. And then when I came back, I found out that Joel was on staff at Crossroads. So, um, and I'd just been kind of praying throughout my time there about where the Lord wanted me and if he wanted me to be kind of helping lead at Ada and then also singing a little bit at Crossroads now and then, um, if that's just kind of what this next season of life would hold for me. Um, and I think it was probably the last week that I was at my army training and my younger brother who also sings on the worship team texted me. Shout out Elijah. Come on. What's up, Elijah? Um, And he said, Hey, do you know this guy named Joel Jacobson? And I was like, yeah, of course I know Joel. Like, how do you know Joel? Um, And he said, well, he's on staff at Crossroads now. So it was kind of cool that I honestly an answer to prayer too, just because like the Lord just made it very clear to me that, he's kind of consolidating like the people that I really enjoy and care about from Ada um, at Crossroads, which is kind of where I was hoping to end up again. So he's so awesome. Buddy. Yep. I'm glad we get to hang out. <laughs> Me as well. Heck yeah. Cause we ran into each other on like a Sunday morning. I was we like, did. Yeah. Drew, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, Dude, I went here before Ada. <laughs> I and I'm know. Like, An OG. <laughs> and then you're like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, eh, well, long I story left. for a different day. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Let's go out to lunch. I'll yep. tell you all about it. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome, dude. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing. Yeah, of course. A little shout out to Elijah too. Absolutely. Do you have any dirt on that guy? <laughs> Oof. You know, I'm sure I do. 
I'm sure I do, but I had to think about it. Maybe for part two of a podcast sometime. Okay. I'll get you both on. Oh, yeah. That'd Little be good. Robin's yep. bro hang. Back and forth. Yep. Yes. Yep. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Maddie. Fire a question away. All right. Drew, where are you from? So I'm originally from a really small town called the Grayling, which most people only know because they've driven through it on their way to the Upper Peninsula. But it's about east of Traverse City, um, about an hour, 45 minutes. So yeah, very small, very different than Grand Rapids. Um, Our high school was the only one in the county, and I think I graduated with like 85 or 90 students. So very small community, very rural. um, And yeah, very, very different than Grand Rapids. But I love going back to visit, and our parents still live there, so it's great to just kind of go back for a weekend now and then just to kind of enjoy the quietness and the slower pace of life. So, How many people are in Grayling? Oh, man. Um, I think the city's got close to 1,000, maybe less than that. Really? Um, The township, yeah, probably has... I don't know, more than that, but it's by far the biggest city in city, I guess I should say town in Crawford County. Um, so it's, it's a very rural, typical rural Northern Michigan area. Farm so country. you understand. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. More, we have more trees. It's more of like a lumberjack community. I oh, guess you nice. could say we don't have many farms, but lots Shopping of woods. Wood. Yep. Exactly. Did much of that growing up. So. Oh, for real? Mm-hmm. How many flannels do you have? Probably not enough for the amount oh. of trees that I've chopped. Bro, come on. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> it's Okay. What brought you back to Grand Rapids? What brought you over here? Yeah, so I moved to Grand Rapids in 2013 um, to go to Grand Valley. Um, we have a lot of family in the area. I've got an aunt that I'm super close with that's lived here for 30 plus years, I want to say. And she's been a teacher in the schools um, in the area. And then we've got lots of cousins as well that um, moved down to this area as well. So it was kind of nice moving to you know a bigger city where I felt like there was just more to do, more younger people that I felt like shared the same values as me. But um at the same time was sort of a little taste of home still. Cause there was still, you know, an element of familiarity with the people, um, that I knew here with my family. So, um, yeah, I, Grand Rapids is my adopted home, I guess you could say. And I, I really love it. Home away from home. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. <clears throat> what do you do for a living? Good question. So I work on a software team, but I work from home. Um, and I work for Gordon food service out of their home office. Nice. So, mm-hmm. Well, GFS, bro. Yes. Great company. The owners are very strong Christians and are super generous with their employees and just the way that they operate their business. And um, yeah, they're a very successful organization too. They just released that they're expanding into some new parts of the country. So um, yeah, I I have no doubt that um, some of the values that they carry with from their faith and implemented in their company has made them, you know, as successful and, and why people love working there. So fun fact, I worked in the marketplace. Did you and in the store? A warehouse <laughs> oh, okay. on Fifty uh, Fourth Street, like oh yep, yep, right there and uh, near the highway. Yeah, back in college. Nice, nice. Yep. Yeah, it's so a, I, it's a tough job, but I hear it pays pretty well. So yeah, for I mean for college day, oh <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and they were super funny. nice. I remember like I think it was like one of the Gordons, like oh could be the yeah. top dogs like came and just hung out with us <laughs> mm-hmm. and like it was like the new employee orientation. Yeah, because I started. In the marketplace and then went to the warehouse, which was like a little bit more of like actual job. Yeah, right. You know, like geared towards like professionalism. Yep. And I remember one of the Gordons just coming and like talking to me, like getting to know me, wanting to know everything, and then like remembered me later on. Yeah, that's cool. That doesn't surprise me. I feel like I remember when I first started working there and I had a bunch of different meetings and orientations with different people that I'd be working with. And everybody always said, everyone's so nice here. I hope you find that 
to be the same. And, you know, we just really value our culture. And of course, every company says that, like no one's going to say we have a terrible working culture, but um, yeah, truthfully, everybody is just so kind and goes out of their way to make sure that you're enjoying your job and vice versa. So yeah, it's, it's a great, great organization. And aren't they like one of the fastest growing like food yeah. organizations right now or like food companies or something like that? Yeah, I, I quite possibly. I don't know. I'm not, maybe it was like a recent article or something, but yeah, they, um, I mean, really the only competitors in the same space are like Cisco, which I feel like most people know of and UNFI, um, us foods and things like that. So there's not like a lot of companies that can do what Gordon can do. Um, but yeah, they certainly, they're growing fast. We're always opening up new stores around the country and new distribution centers and things like that. So it's, yeah, a lot of exciting things going on with the company. Do you ever get to travel? You know, I don't, um, I would say I could travel if I wanted to because I work remote. So there have been times, um, like for example, last fall, I think it was, um, some friends and I just went to Florida and stayed at his grandparents' place and I didn't have to take any time off because I could just work, you know, my normal hours and then we spent the evenings at the beach and walking around and stuff like that. So um, I don't travel much for work, but I could if I wanted to, I guess, kind of utilize my remote status more to my advantage. You could be like a van lifer. (laughs) You know, I don't know if that life is quite for me, but <laughs> but hypothetically, I could. <laughs> are, yeah. you, are you introverted or extroverted? Oh, that's a hard question, honestly. Um, I'd say I'm a very mild extrovert. I, I very much so appreciate time to myself and quiet time and just where I can be productive and just like decompress with my thoughts and things like that. But um, ultimately, I love being around people too. Um, I always tell people like, even if I'm not doing something really exciting with people, even just sitting in a room like quiet with other people, whether we're reading or watching a movie, like those are some of my favorite times because you're still with others, but there's no pressure to feel like you need to be somebody or do something, you know? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I would say I'm probably a little more extroverted. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do, you, do you know your five strengths on the strengths finders? It's been a long time. Just kidding. You don't have to answer that. I'm just kidding. I I, I've taken it. I don't remember. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was just wondering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about Enneagram number? Ooh, Enneagram. Ooh, I we're am going a, Enneagram. Okay, yeah. Maddie. Throw it so, down. Tried and true, I am an Enneagram three by every definition. Um, I don't really know. Yeah. Yep. I don't really know much about like the wings quite as much. And I don't know that either the two or the four are super relevant to me, but who knows? I, I think the three for sure though. I'm going to say this fitting. in a very simplistic way, but do you yes. like to help people or do you like to think about yourself? Oof. Are you more individualistic? <laughs> no, no, no. I phrased it that way on purpose, Maddie. Okay. I mean, I would like to say like helping people more than thinking about myself, but three wing two. <laughs> All right. There it is. Sucker. Yep. So you just called me selfish. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Maddie, Maddie, what are you on the I'm a four. A four. Yeah, a yep. four. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that are fours and wing three. I love it. Uh, I wing five. More. Wing five. Oh, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Investigate. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Mystery over here. Sounds like it. Yep. <laughs> nice. So, okay, you mentioned the army. Yes. Army reserve, right? Correct. Are yep. you still in the army reserve? I am. Yep. So. When you enlist, typically it's between a six or an eight year contract. Mine's a six year. Um, and I'm coming up on my three year anniversary in January. So I'm about halfway done already. It's been um, three years already. Yeah, isn't that oh crazy? Oh my word. I, I remember know. when you left. 
Yeah, me too. Like it literally <laughs> felt like three months ago. I know left. it really does. Yeah. Or maybe like a year at most, but no, it's been three years. I mean, COVID obviously everything just kind of blends together, but, um, That's true. yeah. So in commitment wise, I mean, in the reserves, you're, I don't know, kind of like the bench players to the, the active duty army people. So, um, we meet pretty much once uh, a month on a weekend, we'll just go to our unit building, which for me is just in Walker. So nice. it's very convenient and close by. Um, and we'll just do, I mean, physical activities. We'll do just inventory on our equipment. We'll do um, various classes and trainings. We do, um, I don't know, some like mental health awareness is a big thing in the Army right now. Nice. Um, so all sorts of stuff. There's, yeah, quite a variety of activities that we do. And weren't you like training to be a spy or something? Or can you not talk about this? <laughs> yeah, it's, that's classified. No, I'm just it's classified. Um, <laughs> He's going to have to kill us now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Maddie. I brought yeah, you down nice with me. Nice knowing you all. Um, no, my, my job in the military is called PSYOP. It's, it sounds really fancy, but at the end of the day, it's really just um, understanding how other foreign cultures work and operate. Um, so, for example, a PSYOP team a lot of times would be attached to a traditional inventory. Uh, excuse me, an infantry or like say special ops team or something that's going to um, an area. It could be, you know, before or after some sort of conflict, but the SIAP team would then kind of analyze the foreign culture and understand who their leaders are, whether it's elected officials or if they more so value their religious figures, um, understanding like their level of education, how they communicate, what types of media they consume and things like that. And then basically relaying that information and being an advisor to um, the rest of the army to let them know like, hey, do this, don't do this. This is what will be most effective um, with the goal of, of preventing conflict from happening or helping resolve conflict if it has happened um, and just sort of repairing relationships with local peoples and the U.S. government. So, nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I like it. That sounds awesome. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's pretty cool. Maddie, <coughs> you going to get in, in into the Army Reserve, you know? Uh, no, I actually thought about it. <laughs> I thought oh. about going into the Air Force for a little while. Nice. Yeah. If you're going to do it, do the Air Force. They're spoiled rotten. Yeah. That's the Army. what I hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the chair force, as they say. Yeah. The Army's like the grunts. The mm -hmm. Marines are like... The crazy ones. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Navy is kind of like, meh. Yeah. And then Air Navy's Force. sort of like the default if you don't fit into one of those categories, I think. Yeah. The average Joe <laughs> yeah. goes into the Navy. <laughs> yeah. My father-in-law was in the Navy for nice. 26 years. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Very cool. Yep. So I can make fun of them a little bit. Yep. Yep. Always like with good nature. There's always yeah. like a level of competition between the different branches, but. Oh, yeah. So. Do you like go get really crazy when like the army plays the Navy in football or like <laughs> any of those like sports games? Are you, you know, like. I don't. Not so much. I, I guess I probably could care more about the inter branch rivalries, but. Usually it's more just like poking fun at one another. Yeah. I don't know. They don't make like the football games or the other sporting events quite a huge deal, but. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Yep. You want to ask the next question? Yeah, sure. Go for um, it. Election time's around the corner. Yes, they are. <laughs> so Joel told me you're running for a place in office. Mm -hmm. So explain the story behind that. Yeah, so I'll be on the ballot this fall um, for the city commission for the city of Grand Rapids. So basically the city is split up into three different wards, they call it, or just geographical areas. Um, first ward being everything west of the river, sort of the greater west side, um, and then a little piece south of downtown as well that goes down towards 28th Street. But um, probably three-fourths of the people live over here on the west side. So Crossroads is also in the first ward, which is really cool because if I was elected, I'd get to represent Crossroads on behalf of the city government, which is kind of cool. Um 
but yeah, I, I, when I got back from the army, um, you know, being able to serve my country is something that I love doing and I'm proud of, but being able to also serve my community and listen to people's, um, you know, needs and, and conflicts and, um, I guess just concerns within, um, a more, I don't know if intimate's the right word, but just knowing what's going on with my immediate neighbors, um, and being able to help serve them in a different capacity is, um, I don't know, it's just something that I'm passionate about too. So, um, yeah, I decided to run for the role. It's, it's great cause it's nonpartisan cause obviously nobody likes politics, myself included. Yeah. Um, but to say that it's nonpartisan and you're not, you know, you're not endorsed by any other organization or party or anything like that. So it really opens you up to a lot of conversations with people and just to keep things issues focused and saying like, these are the top three things I hear people saying they're concerned about. And then being able to just address those on a case by case basis, instead of having to fall under some bigger umbrella where you have to, you know, maintain a certain level of platform and things like that. So I'm very excited about it. Um, I think it's looking good so far. I mean, we'll see what happens. Anything can happen <laughs> in election days, but, um, but yeah, I, I think it would be an honor to serve the people of the first ward and we'll see what happens. So first ward city commissioner, Yes. Drew Robbins. It's Potentially. Got good, it's got a good ring to it. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yep. I don't live in the first ward. That's okay. But, but I'm sure I you did. know somebody who does. For everyone listening, <laughs> I'm not political, but let's help our boy Drew out. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Oh, that's awesome, though, dude. Yeah. It's been cool. And, and honestly, too, some of the more recent sermons that. Um, Rod has given have been really encouraging to me too, because I think politics is something that people in the church are really scared of or afraid to get rooted in. Um, yeah. And I, but I, he had one sermon in particular where he said, like our our role as the church is to be salt and light and attach ourselves to every single earthly institution and bring hope and light and truth into that. Um, and I think if we're doing our job effectively in that, that includes politics. And so. Um, yeah, I guess obviously I'll have to wrestle through like how do you balance faith in politics in many different yeah. ways, but at least just in knowing that this is within the will of the Lord to be in this place or to desire um, being in this place um, is is encouraging. So yeah, well, and I think like I've heard it said, and maybe I'm wrong in this, so correct me. Mm-hmm. But I think local politics actually impact like your city and you more than like a yeah. national like politics. Like there yep. are you know big things like. You know, if, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think, uh, like Obamacare. Sure. It's like a yep. big national thing, but most of the time it's like small politics. So yeah, I think like the way that stuff, no, that, yeah, that's exactly right. I think the best way to explain it is on the federal and state level policy kind of sets the general bounds in which a city can operate. And then within that, the city then kind of comes up with a lot of the specifics of how to apply that to the lives of the people that live there. So, nice. um, yeah, absolutely. I, I think local politics is, it's definitely hard to follow cause it's, I don't know, not really like what you see in the news or in blogs or things like that. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately local policy is really what impacts the city the most and, and how, you know, what goes on in people's lives. So. Dude, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. for you, buddy. Thanks. Yeah, I, I'm excited. When's the election day? I should probably know this. Tuesday, time, November 8th. So it's two, November it's two weeks exactly from today. Oh, well, we'll so. get this podcast up right away. <laughs> Great. Great. Get you promoted. Come on, bro. I love it. <laughs> Is there anything we could do to support outside of voting? Like, yeah. You know, are you going door to door? What's the, you know? I am. Yeah, I've actually campaign. knocked uh, more than 5,000 households since April oh. when I first launched my campaign. So every single evening that it's not pouring rain or thunderstorming, um, or if I don't have another event going on, I'm out talking to people. And then um, even my weekends too, all day Saturdays, I'm out from like 
10 a.m. to 6 p.m. probably. Um, and if it's super nice and I'm feeling like it on Sundays, um, I'll go out too and talk with a few people. But I try to at least keep Sundays as sort of like my rest day to your catch up on life. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So, but you know, ultimately, I think to answer your question, just prayer is honestly the biggest thing I can ask for. I know that sounds cliche, but um, I think really truthfully, just you know, being having the potential to be in a position of leadership within the city, I'd be one of the youngest city commissioners in our city's history. Nice, um, yeah, it's it, which is exciting, but also you know daunting at the same time. I think, yeah. but um, I think just being attuned to wisdom from the Lord and and how He would want me to steward a role like that, I think, is yeah. really important to me. So, um, yeah, I mean. I think he's been, he's given me a lot of peace throughout this process. And I do feel, you know, peace regardless of the situation and how it turns out. Um, after election day, I think that there's been a lot of cool things that have happened in terms of just people who have um, said, you know, even if you don't win, like, let me know, I would love to appoint you to this board within the city or something like that. So oh, sweet. Um, yeah, I know it's, it's been cool that, you know, people were just generally excited to see young people who care and who want to get involved. Yeah. Um, and so even if I don't win, I think there's a lot of good that came from it. Um, and I hope to still stay involved with the city, but ultimately I'm, I'm still really hopeful that um, we have a chance to win. So that's awesome. That's dude. Mm-hmm. Do you see like a few things like that are good with the first word and like some things that like could be improved or whatnot? Yeah. Um, I would say, I mean, the first word and, and sort of the greater West side Generally speaking, I think the community here is so strong. It's got a huge, you know, really rich history with um, the people. Who, I mean, there's I meet residents all the time who have lived here for like 30, 40 years in the same house. Are they um, Polish? A lot of times. Yeah. A lot of times they're <laughs> Polish. Yep. Um, so I, I just think like it's really unique to have a city where there's that level of like wisdom and knowledge about how things have changed over time and being able to tap into that um, as our city moves forward in having like sort of their thoughts and opinions and seeing what went well in the past and what didn't go well in the past and being able to invite them into those conversations is a really cool thing. Um, so I just think the West side in general and the first ward is really good at maintaining that level of tight knit community. Um, and it's hopefully something I would, um, you know, hope to preserve over time. So, you know, in terms of things to fix, I mean, obviously safety is a big thing right now, um, which is a national trend, but I, I would hope that if elected, there's things that I could do to, you know, make people feel safe. Cause ultimately I think, you know, if you live in a city and you want to call it Grand Rapids, your home, I would hope that, you know, you have the opportunity to live in a house in a neighborhood that you feel safe in. And so, yeah. um, I hope, I know everyone deserves that. And yeah, obviously the conversations on how to, you know, bring that from point A to point B are, are yeah. much more complicated, but ultimately, um, I, I think it just starts with recognizing that, you know, that is a concern for people right now. And, um, I hope to be a part of conversations to help make that better. So. That's awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. It's a great goal. Yeah, thanks. Great goal to get after and try to achieve and yeah. help out the community. Yep, I so, hope so. Yeah, that's great. Cool. All right, Drew. Are yes. you ready for two, <laughs> oh, two truths and a lie? Oh, I'm so bad at this. All right. Okay. So, Just go for it. <laughs> well, okay. So now, since RJ's gone, Maddie, we're going to play a game. We're going to see who wins. Okay. We're going to keep it tally. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Give us three facts. So two truths and a lie. Yes. Um, but, you know. Hmm. Okay. So fact one, I'm going to say I do not like any kind of sauce or condiment on any of my foods. Okay. Number two is I don't play any instruments despite loving to sing and singing on the worship team. And number three is going to be, 
Um, I'm a very avid traveler, and I've been to three continents in the world. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? You go first. I feel like you might know the answer to this one. I feel like I'm going to feel really bad if I don't get this, (laughs) because we've known each other for a long time. But I know I'm going to say it's not two. Okay. I don't think you play any instrument. Okay. Wait, do you play guitar? I'm not telling you. That's part of the question. (laughs) Now I can't remember. Uh, I feel like, okay, I'm thinking back about our history. I'm going to go with number three. Okay. I'm probably wrong, but I'm going number three. Three was going to be mine. Drum roll. It's number three. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yes. Yeah. No, I do love to travel. Absolutely. But um, I've never left North America. I've been to Canada. I've been to Mexico, obviously the U.S., but um, haven't had the opportunity to travel. Dude, elsewhere. you got to get so, out. I know, man. I'm hoping after election season wraps up, I'll just take a few weeks and just decompress and go somewhere cool. So, go to Europe. Yeah, that's that's probably next on my list. Or um, I've always wanted to go to Southeast Asia, actually, like Singapore, or Japan, something like that. Mm, sweet. Be really cool. Dude, that'd be fun. So... Oh, that's my list. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here, bro. Get <laughs> elected and then leave. You don't have to twist my arm. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I figured you didn't play an instrument because mm-hmm. I feel like we've talked about this. Yeah. That's why I was hesitant. And I knew that you didn't like condiments because I hate yep. condiments. Yes. I think we've had that conversation yeah. before, actually. I yeah. remember it. Yep. Yeah. Like ketchup, mustard, barbecue sauce, nothing. I'll eat like... Soy sauce <laughs> on things or um, like Caesar dressing for whatever reason. I like that. But everything else, is I would just no rather, deal. yeah, I just rather eat it yeah. like for what it is, you know? Yep. So <laughs> I'm with you, dude. I hate mayonnaise. Yeah. yeah, mayonnaise is like the bottom of the list. Mayonnaise and yeah. mustard. I don't know why it is, but. Oh, I hate just, mustard I can't too. do it. I can't. It must be a northern boy thing. Must be. <laughs> yep. Once you like. Backwoods. Live, yeah. <laughs> Live in farm country. Yeah. You're like, no more mayonnaise, no more <laughs> yeah. mustard. You're right. Ketchup's okay. <laughs> barbecue <laughs> sauce, I can do. I can do, yeah. Barbecue sauce, if it's already on something like a burger, I, yeah. I can like stomach it, I guess. But not mustard, option, barbecue no. sauce. No way. Not like mustard. Carolina style? No way. Absolutely <laughs> not. It's atrocious. Yeah. <laughs> Never. Well, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know, yeah. In case anyone out there. Wanted to know that fun fact. Yep. Now you do. Now you do. Well, friends, it's been real. Drew, thanks for uh, being on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. Everyone listening, go out and vote November 8th. Is that a Tuesday? It's a Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday, yep. November 8th. Or by absentee ballot if you want to do that beforehand. Oh, so, there you go. That was an option. Yeah. All right. Well, see you next cool. time, friends. See you later.